Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life with Mad Valentine, episode number eight. Welcome everyone to another episode of Zen for Everyday Life. I am Matt Valentine, and today we are going to talk about how to create or start your home meditation practice. This is a topic that really excites me personally because years ago meditation did a lot for me uh, in my own life, and so I'm excited to pass on, sort of pass on all the different things that I have learned with regards to beginning a, you know, a quote-unquote successful, strong, consistent meditation practice uh, right within the comfort of your own home. Uh, I always kind of joke that uh, nothing crazy is required to uh, start meditating. A lot of people will see those crazy pictures online of, you know, that that attractive woman sitting on a cliff you know, overlooking this 100-foot drop or, you know, sitting on a rock on on the coast where water is, like, hitting the rocks and flying over and it's creating this beautiful image. And uh, that's just not usually what, what meditation looks like for just about anybody. Um, it's just usually you sitting in your home in a quiet space for a couple of minutes a day. That's really all that it is. Uh, but there are some tools and some tips that uh, I have used very successfully and that I have shown others that they have also used very successfully to uh, really uh, build a solid and consistent practice. That is something I'm going to harp on throughout this episode is that really what we're trying to do is create a consistent meditation practice. And the most important thing to do at the beginning is to do that, really to create or to make meditation into a daily habit. That's absolutely the most important effort in the beginning. If you can get that down and you can create a relatively consistent or a very consistent meditation practice, it's going to make a huge difference in comparison to just meditating every once in a while. That's definitely the most important effort. So understand that now and know that a lot of what I'm talking about here is to help you make it a consistent practice to create a home meditation practice in general, uh, but to make it consistent, to make it a strong, healthy practice, uh, and that there is really a huge difference between an inconsistent and a consistent meditation practice. So, uh, but before we get to today's episode, I want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by uh, Audible. Com. You can get a free audiobook as well as a 30-day free trial by going to buddhaimonia.com slash audible. Uh, they have over 180,000 titles, I believe it is, to choose from, and you can get some of my personal favorites of all time, including The Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh and Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind by Shunryo Suzuki, and many more, many of my other favorite books as well. Uh, plus, you can keep the audiobook forever, even if you don't keep the service after the 30-day free trial, which is pretty cool. So I have a great, great love and appreciation for audiobooks. I listen to them all the time, and Audible is what I use. So check that out again at buddhaimonia.com slash audible. And with that said, let's get to today's episode. Okay, so... 
Today is all about how to start or how to create a home meditation practice. So the main thing that we're going to cover today are the five tools as well as the the five steps to really making meditation a daily habit and really creating a strong home meditation practice. Before we get into that, I wanted to just mention uh, really quickly that I'm not going to cover specific meditation instruction in this episode. Uh, but remember, if you tuned into last week's episode, the guided meditation, the last week's, the very first guided meditation episode of last week, which was episode number seven, uh, the guided meditation going home, I mentioned that there's going to be a second weekly segment every single week from here on out where I cover a guided meditation. And if I can match it up with this week's uh, f- uh, episode, Wednesday episode, then I will. If it doesn't match up, then it doesn't, but I'll always do my best to try to uh, create sort of themed weeks, which is something that I'd like to do moving forward. This week uh, is very much meditation week, uh, creating your home meditation practice week. Uh, and so the guided meditation for this week is going to be on Zazen, which is the uh, really, that that's any form of Zen sitting meditation, but uh, in this case, I'm referring to the basic form of just Zen sitting meditation practice, which for the most part is mindful breathing. It's following your breath mindfully, and there are certain little nonsenses to it, and I will cover the actual practice of meditating in that guided meditation. And if you would like specific instructions, written instructions, uh, how to sit in various different positions, you can also check out for that side of things, my how to meditate for beginners guide. So there's really two resources I want to make sure you guys know about along with this episode. Altogether, it's really everything that you need to create your home meditation practice, uh, to start meditating uh, really the right way you know, again, quote unquote, successfully creating a practice where you can make it consistent, uh, where you can not waste as much time as I did sort of trying to make a strong, consistent practice and making some of the mistakes that I made. Uh, So again, episode number nine, guided meditation, Zazen, sitting, a basic form of sitting meditation. And then on the blog, you can check out how to meditate for beginners, which is at buddhaimonia slash how to meditate for beginners uh, with slashes in between the words. So how dash to dash to meditate uh, for beginners. And that has everything from A to Z that you need to begin meditating. So it has what meditation is, uh, why meditate. It has very specific meditation instructions and a lot of other resources too, some of which I'm going to mention on this episode. So I just wanted to make sure to mention that uh, before we really get going. So starting your home meditation practice, this is a, a very personal thing. This is a very personal process. You're bringing this new activity into your life, something which you believe can have some sort of beneficial effect. This morning, I was meditating to the sound of, of the rain outside. It just happened to be raining pretty heavily outside, And I was reminded of just how much meditation has helped change my life. And meditation is a piece of my practice. Mindfulness, of course, as you likely already know, it's not restricted to the meditation cushion. But meditation, sitting meditation, is really the foundation of mindfulness practice as a whole. Last week, I 
talked about how to make mindfulness a way of life. And I talked about seven keys to helping you do that. And sitting in meditation was number one. And it was that intentionally. And that's because it is the first and most important point. And that's the main reason why I'm talking about what I'm talking about today. The practice of sitting meditation is, you know, it's really the most intimate of mindfulness practices because the intention is that you are sitting there in this, it doesn't have to be quiet, but usually the, the goal is for it to be a quiet place where you're by your, not necessarily by yourself, but you're either by yourself or with other people meditating quietly. And you have this space to yourself to really reach a, a the highest level, the highest sort of meditative uh, level. It's usually it's called meditative absorption. And sitting meditation is what allows you to reach the highest levels of that. And so you go into the deepest levels, the deepest possible levels of meditation. And so the practices of sitting meditation, you know, anything that mindfulness allows you to do, really sitting meditation is the most intense form of that. And so you have this this usually dedicated space, this dedicated time to yourself to just go home to yourself. And you know, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it feels like a war zone. Like you have a bunch of things going on in your mind and you just can't calm it down. And other times it's peaceful. And it, it, you know, so it really just depends on uh, the day and how active your mind is. Uh, but it's always beneficial. And it's always, it's very much, Chojom Chungpa, uh, the, the great Buddhist teacher, uh, explained it, or rather suggested that it be like brushing our teeth, or like taking a shower. That it really should be very much this routine activity that we do every day. It's absolutely just as necessary for the health of our minds, and for our lives in general, even more important than those basic everyday activities that we're expected to do or that are suggested to us to do every day. So it's so, so important. Uh, it's more so than mindful, general mindfulness activities. It's, it's a scheduled, usually a scheduled, dedicated, uh, slotted activity. And that's really important. We talk about practicing mindfulness throughout our daily lives, and that's so important too. Uh, but to have this dedicated time that's slotted away for the specific activity of, of meditating is also very, very important. It has its own very specific and certain benefits to it. So let's get into the five tools first. I'm going to cover the five tools and then the five steps. The five tools, these are really just five tools that if you put in place will help you so much more with creating this home meditation practice. Some of these aren't necessary, but what we're talking about is creating the environment for the most successful practice possible. And so number one is a quiet place, simply a quiet place. Now this is not necessary, sure, but really in the beginning it kind of is. (laughs) Meditation in the beginning can be difficult enough. Our minds are literally, as the Buddha referred to it as, they, they are like monkeys and it can just be really crazy to sit down even for a couple of minutes. I mean, it can just feel like, for me in the beginning of my practice, it felt like I was jumping out of my skin. <laughs> Still, it felt great. 
it still, it felt, I felt like this is right. Like this is something I'm supposed to be doing. I felt like something very beneficial was happening. And within a very short period of time, within, you know, a week or two, even, even a week or two, I really felt quite a bit better, uh, even though my mind was still pretty crazy. But yeah, so a quiet place is really important in the beginning. And although, yeah, some people might throw a little quip in and say it's not necessary, really everybody tries to create a quiet space for their sitting meditation practice. So really it's about creating the optimal surroundings, remember, not talking about requirements. The only thing that's required is for you to just start following your breath. You don't have to sit down. You don't have to sit on a cushion. You don't have to be by yourself. You don't have to anything. And that was really the practice of going home, the guided meditation we went over last week. But for optimal, the optimal setting, a quiet place is so important, uh, as well as these other points as well. So number two, a meditation cushion and a mat, uh, a mat depending on what kind of flooring you have. So first of all, though, a cushion. The cushion, it is not just something that helps make your meditation practice more comfortable. I want to make sure to emphasize that. For me, the way that I talk about it, the way that I use it, it's not just something that helps, again, that helps make your practice more com- or more comfortable. It is, and it helps greatly, and it's what allows you to sit in the half or full lotus positions successfully because it sitting in a pillow... When you sit in the pillow, you sit on the last third of the pillow. It drops that second knee down, and so you create this tripod, this very stable position. And that's the sort of surface reason. But the secondary, and to me, far more important reason to use a cushion and possibly a mat is because it's symbolic of the importance that you place on your practice. To take that cushion and to place it into that quiet place, into that dedicated meditation space, which we'll talk about in a little bit under the five steps, is it's, it is the single greatest symbol of your practice. So to say that, hey, I have this dedicated space and I'm placing my cushion here, it, that's a powerful symbol that, that sends a message to you in your mind that, hey, my practice is important. I have now dedicated a, I've now created this dedicated space for my practice. Okay. So understand that it's more than just some comfort symbol. I have my meditation cushion sitting in the same place just about always, unless I meditate somewhere else and then I pull it there and then I put it back. Uh, as far as a mat, that is, it's a flat, it's a, it's a flat mat that sits on the floor. And then you put the meditation cushion on top of the mat. Uh, the mat is not required it really is helpful if the flooring, the, the, the flooring that you're sitting your cushion on top of is hard because then that can cause a lot of pain to your knees. Uh, but if you have carpet or some sort of soft flooring, uh, it's not really necessary. You don't have to use a mat. So yeah, that, that part is really, uh, really up to you. And I'll include in the show notes a link to the specific cushion and mat that I have used personally every day. I've got the same one at the beginning and it's always held up. It's been great. Uh, so yeah, I'll put links in the show notes to that. So cushion plus mat, tool number two. Number three is essentially instruction. It's some sort of instruction. Now, uh, you know, hint, hint, you already have number three taken care of. You're listening to this podcast. You've got the guided meditation uh, episode number nine as well, which sends you through the practice. Any guided meditation will send you through 
the practice, it's guiding you through its instruction through the practice, as well as the guide that I mentioned at the beginning, the How to Meditate for Beginners guide. That's the instruction that I'm talking about. So this can be from books, audiobooks, even video somewhat, uh, live talks, which is a potential too, depending on where you are, if you go to a, a meditation center or something like that spend time in a monastery, whatever it is. So there's various different ways that you can get instruction. If you are going with some sort of of written audio or video content, I would suggest audio. This is partly because of guided meditations. Guided meditations are very useful. You can listen to the audio, uh, or you can do the practice while you're listening to the audio itself. Uh, Books and videos don't generally allow you to do that, or or aren't as as useful in that regard. Uh, But you can get instruction from any way. So that's definitely tool number three. And the more instruction you consume, the more you learn, to a certain point, the more it helps. Uh, I would suggest not going too crazy. Don't think that you have to read a bunch of different guides. If you find one solid guide or you read a couple different uh, explanations of a practice or a couple different little tip articles and stuff, then you're good there. I wouldn't go too overboard. But yeah, the the, the more that you, uh, to a certain point, consume... Uh, the better. There's different little tips you can pick up on that'll help improve your practice. Everybody goes through different challenges with their practice in the beginning. There might be a little sort of funky thing that you deal with. Uh, Maybe it's kind of hard to to half close your eyes and you find out, you know, somebody suggests that, hey, just close your eyes if you want to close them or do something else or just do this little practice and this will help. There's all these different little tiny things that we, that we experience when beginning our meditation practice. And so, um, you know, reading various different books and guides and and articles and stuff can help give you some cool tips that help you get through little tiny challenges that you might experience. So yeah, instruction is point number three. Point number four is a teacher. Now this is closely tied with point number three because a lot of us, the reality is, don't have a teacher to learn from. And we're learning from books and audiobooks and video. And these might be renowned teachers teaching these things uh, writing these books, recording these talks, and being recorded on, on these different videos and stuff and different material. But I'm putting this down here because I want to emphasize that you make sure you can consume the information from various different places, but that you're at least also consuming the information from a few reputable teachers. A teacher, learning from multiple different teachers can be really beneficial. Uh, Again, three and four are somewhat combined, but I want to make sure to emphasize that a teacher is is important. Okay, so that was point number four. Point number five is a community. So when we're talking about beginning our home meditation practice, a community can be so important because it can help you stick to your practice. I talked about a community a little bit last week in episode number six how to make mindfulness a way of life. So I would check out that episode as well as the page for the the show notes. In the show notes, I I post a couple different examples of community databases, I guess, uh, that you would search for for various different uh, groups and centers and such. And those are just a couple of different examples, uh, which, which I've used personally. There's very many different, uh, there's many different examples out there, very 
very easy to just do a Google search, your city plus meditation center or your city plus Buddhist monastery or your city plus meditation classes, mindfulness meditation classes, all kinds of different combinations that you can do to try to see if there's something nearby you. Uh, I'd suggest putting the nearest major city instead of your individual city. If it's not, if you don't live in like a large city, for me, I live nearby Los Angeles. So I'd probably put in Los Angeles instead of putting in my city, uh, just as an example. But a community is super, super helpful. Uh, again, not required. Nothing about a community is it's not required to sit in meditation. But when you don't have some semblance of a community, it can be a lot more difficult to stick to your practice. Uh, when you have a community that is practicing alongside you, you know, maybe one day out of the week or out of the month, you go to this meditation center and you meditate with these people and it helps emphasize your practice. And you know, even if it's once a month, that one day in the month, those people expect to see you there. And if you're not there, you're going to know that they know that you're not there. And so there's just certain certain parts of it, that, that being the accountability side of things, that really help with the community. And also if you're going through certain challenges, to speak with somebody in person. Especially in this case, there's a really good chance you can talk to somebody who knows about what you're going through or has experienced it themselves, and they can help you through it. So a community is helpful for so many different ways, uh, not just helping you through difficult challenges, but also the accountability factor as well, and just having other people to practice with that can help uh, make your practice far more consistent. So uh, yeah, again, check out show notes from episode number six. I'm going to, uh, in the show notes for this episode, I'll link to uh, episode number uh, number six so you can check that out and check out those couple of example communities again though you can do a quick google search for the nearest major city nearby you if you don't live in a major city and you can typically find some sort of meditation center or monastery or, or classes or something like that so i'd suggest doing that again even if you just go somewhere one for one session in an entire month uh, that even just that can help greatly so those are the five tools they're really simple, but each one of them helps quite a bit. Number one, a quiet place, which is uh, the first two are the closest thing to a requirement as these five tools get. So a quiet place with which to sit and meditate in, just a, a place where you can sit and you know that you will have the least amount of distractions. And number two, a meditation cushion and a mat if uh, you're sitting on, on, a, on a hard floor to protect your knees. Uh, so a quiet place, a cushion and a mat. Instruction, of course, you need some sort of instruction. And uh, I provided some resources at the beginning of this episode. Uh, so you're pretty well covered on that. And number four, a teacher, which is something to take advantage of if you can. And tied in with number, with number three, you've got the internet. So you, you have access to so many amazing teachers and if I might make some suggestions, Thich Nhat Hanh is the person I consider my foremost, my teacher, Shunryu, and you can actually see talks given by him on YouTube, and uh, he has multiple various different websites from his different monasteries uh, that you can find online very easily. Uh, Shunryu Suzuki, 
whom uh, you won't find anything for now. He's he's passed away for a number of decades, uh, but he has a few books compiled from compiled from his Dharma talks, particularly Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which is absolutely one of the classic, not just Zen books, but one of the the classic meditation books uh, of all time, really, uh, and a number of other really great resources and teachers out there, really countless, countless many, and a community, number five. And I mentioned the various different reasons why a community is important, accountability, the support, and just making your practice more consistent. So those are the five tools. Make use of as many of those as possible. At least tackle number one and number two. Find that quiet place, that place with minimal distractions. Get your meditation cushion at the very least. Uh, And then, of course, you've got your instruction covered to a basic degree. Uh, You might want to uh, search out a few more things, depending on your preferences. But at least cover number one and number two. You've got three. And then just do your best to work on number four and number five, as just as best as you can. So with those five tools in place, you have really everything that you need for a strong and consistent practice. Not just to sit and meditate, but to really create a strong and consistent home meditation practice. And like I said, that's really what we're talking about here. Not just to sit and meditate, because anybody can do that. I could stop this episode right here in this instant and meditate within the next second. That part is easy. But sticking to a consistent practice, that, that can be altogether very difficult. And so that's what we're talking about today. So let's move on to the five steps. What are these five steps to? They're not the five steps to meditate. They're the five steps to making meditation a daily habit. So again, we're talking about consistent daily practice, making meditation a daily habit. It's all the same thing. Now, before I get into the five steps, I want to make sure to mention that all or most of these steps are essentially taking advantage of one single principle, which I have used very successfully in various different ways. And that is the path of least resistance. And what that is, is essentially you being aware of our natural tendencies and then establishing an environment which takes best advantage of those natural tendencies, or at least is most aware of them. And so you're aware of the ways in which that can pull you away from your practice And you're also aware of the things that you can do to help emphasize your practice. The path of least resistance is, it's our natural tendency to do the thing which is most easy to do in each individual moment. So in this moment, or let's say the moment after you turn off this this podcast, let's say you walk into your house, let's say you're driving, you walk into your house and there's the TV with the TV controller sitting on the table and there's also your meditation cushion sitting in the corner of your living room or your bedroom, whatever it is. And naturally, that TV controller being out there, right there, easy to grab, is the easier, usually it's the easier thing to do. And let's say the meditation cushion is in your bedroom, right? So you have to walk into the other room and you have to kind of, let's say you have it kind of sitting in the corner to a point where you can't sit there. You have to kind of pull that out before you can sit down. Even simple things like that, simple little things like that can keep us from taking action. So an opposite example would be to take that TV controller and to put it in a random drawer in your kitchen. 
and to just put it in a random drawer, a different drawer like every day. <laughs> you might drive yourself a little bit crazy, but do that. And then also take your meditation cushion, put it in your living room or the first room that you walk into when you walk into your home and place it in a dedicated spot, which we're going to talk about in a second. That's number two. Place it in a dedicated spot where you can just sit down. You don't have to move the cushion. You don't have to take it out of your closet or something and place it down. It's just in that spot. It's always in that spot. Nothing is ever placed in that spot. By doing this, you create the best environment. That you create the greatest likelihood for you to sit and meditate when you walk through your home. And that's really what we're trying to do here with the utilizing the path of least resistance. So I'm already kind of jumping into the steps. So let me get to the five steps. So number one, before anything else, you need to decide on a specific meditation schedule. And of course, we're talking about sticking to that schedule. So make sure this is why it's number one, because before you do anything, you need to know what's the schedule you're going to stick to. So you could be starting off by meditating for five minutes a day. It could be something very, very simple that you can fit into multiple different points in your day. So let's just say for the sake of simplicity, you've picked the morning. You've heard me talk about the morning multiple times, or you just think that it's a good time yourself to meditate. And so you pick the morning. So five minutes in the morning. Now you decide 10 minutes after you wake up, you're going to sit and meditate. So you're going to wake up, you're going to do your usual short routine uh, maybe you're going to get your coffee ready or tea or whatever it is that you drink in the morning or just one or two little simple activities, or you just kind of wake yourself up, splash some water on your face, just make sure you're you're wide awake and aware of what you're doing, and then you sit and meditate. So you know that, let's say if you wake up at 7 a.m., that 7.10 is when you meditate every day. So that is your specific meditation schedule, 7.10 a.m., from 7.10 to 17, that's when you meditate. And now you don't have to get too crazy with this. If, for instance, you wake up 15 minutes late, don't get confused or frazzled or anything. Just stick to the schedule as best as you can. Do what you usually do. 10 minutes, sit down, meditate for your five-minute session. Just stick to it as best as you can. The idea is here, here is, isn't that you stick to it so so heavily or so exactly more so that you schedule, that you establish this specific schedule and that you make your best effort to stick to it. Establishing this schedule is deciding that, hey, this is something that's important. Remember, we talked about this last week, deciding that this is something important to you and treating it as something that's important, treating it like anything else important in your life. And you really have to do that in order to make a mindfulness a way of life, in order to make meditation, a sitting meditation practice, uh, a way of life, a daily habit. So decide on that meditation schedule. Again, even if it's something so simple as meditate for five minutes in the morning and that's it, do that, whatever it is. And so rolling off from, from that point, you have your specific meditation schedule. Now you need to decide on or create your dedicated meditation space. Now, this is where your quiet place as well as your cushion and your mat come into play. So... Make sure to set this where there are as few distractions as possible. I mean, this is this is your quiet place is what we talked about in the first tool. And after you do that, try to remove as many remaining distractions too. So the likelihood is you there is no perfect place in your home. You find a place that is generally quiet and you sat down your, your cushion there. 
After that, try to remove as many distractions as possible. Let's say you're sitting next to a window. So make sure you point away from that window so you're not facing the window and looking outside or something. Uh, if you happen to have a nice corner, it can be really helpful to point the cushion actually into the corner so that you're sitting facing the corner rather than outward to where you can be distracted by the room, especially if, uh, like many people, will be meditating with their eyes half-closed so you can see a portion uh, portion of the room even as you're you're meditating uh, at least for certain moments uh, as you you kind of come to and and, and, and you're you focus on your eyesight again for a moment sometimes you know when you're meditating you lose yourself for a moment you're aware of the breath and you know focus on your eyesight but it can still be distracting for some moments uh, it, it really just depends on what it is there's various different things that can be distracting just use your best judgment just try to create as quiet as isolated and as dedicated of a meditation space as, as possible. Uh, the most important thing, though, to do here is to make sure that you're placing your cushion and your mat down on this totally dedicated space. Okay, this space, this cushion needs to not move. Ever. Okay? I don't mean literally not ever, but pretty much never. You find a place that is literally your meditation space. This is, remember we're talking about prioritizing your practice and making it important. We talked about that last week. And that's what this is. So if something as simple as a bookshelf is important enough to have a dedicated space in your home, or something as simple as, I don't know, a bench or something, or an ottoman, or a small table, or even a cabinet, various different things. If those are important enough to have their dedicated space, then you can make a dedicated meditation space. This is important enough. Treat it with the level of importance that it, that it is. Treat it, with, uh, treat it as the thing, the important thing that it is. Okay, so have that space. It could be the smallest little corner of your, of your, your home. The smallest little corner but it's still a corner and it's still a dedicated space and that is your meditation space that that cushion stays there it is always there you know it is always there that is always your space you don't sit anything there you don't you don't lay you don't you know for even for a moment place papers down in that corner it, even to that degree of course sometimes things happen it's you're not literally being so stringent about this but you are making your best effort to make this the most dedicated space that you can the idea is you're treating it with a certain level of importance and by doing that you further emphasize the practice so create a dedicated meditation space that's point number two point number three is to just keep it simple in the beginning, I know a lot of people, some people will be encouraged or interested in trying various different practices. And uh, that's something that that I was interested in, in the beginning. And other people also on another side are confused in the beginning. So maybe they are introduced to multiple different practices in the beginning, and they just have no idea what they should start with. And on both of those notes, in both of those cases, just keep it simple. Just sit in a basic way with your legs crossed, whatever makes you feel comfortable in a chair, and just follow your breath. 
mindful breathing, mindfulness of breath. That's all that we're doing right now, essentially. And that's really the, the, the Zen practice of sitting meditation, Zazen. I mean, that's, that's really ultimately what it is. There's certain other little nonsenses to it, but really we're just following our breath. We're being mindful of our breath and whatever arises else in that moment, whatever thoughts, feelings, or sensations arise in that moment along with it. Uh, but just keep it simple. Sit in whatever position makes you feel comfortable and follow your breath. Be mindful of your breath. It's the most basic practice. It's the best beginner practice. And so it really just, it further emphasizes making it as easy as possible to sit and practice. Okay, you know exactly what you're doing. You know that it's an easy practice. You know how to do it. And, you know, actually sitting down to meditate might be difficult because you might be losing your concentration every three seconds. Uh, but that's just normal. That's just a part of the practice. Okay, but you know what you're doing. You know what your practice is. There's no confusion there. You've simplified that process uh, about as much as you could. Okay, and again, this week's guided meditation is perfectly suited for that and is what I practice daily. So just stick with that. If you'd like to try out other things later, feel free. The most important thing right now is to establish meditation as a daily habit, as a daily practice. So yeah, this week's guided meditation is specifically suited to help you do that. So point number three, keep it simple. Number four, the 60 second jump start. So this is all about taking advantage of or utilizing the path of least resistance. This point more than anything else is about utilizing just that. So it's about you sitting and meditating for just one minute in the beginning when you start your practice off. And it, to some people, that sounds crazy at first, because our initial inclination is that we need to sit for some long period of time in order to get the benefit. But first of all, even 60 seconds is, is going to help quite a bit, probably a lot more than you think in the beginning. Uh, but number two, and most importantly, remember, we're trying to establish a consistent meditation practice, a daily practice. And so what happens in the beginning is if we schedule 20 minutes to sit down, for instance, and by the way, it, when you first begin, if you haven't experienced this yet yourself, you probably won't be able to sit for longer than maybe five, six, seven, eight minutes. It, if you're anything like me, you'll be crawling out of your skin. And most people are, are like that in the beginning. It's just impossible to sit for any longer than that. But even if it's that, even if it's five, six, seven minutes, and you experience that sort of skin crawling feeling consistently, then that can keep you from wanting to sit down. So your very practice can start to detract you from sitting consistently. And so what do you do to, to combat that? Well, you just sit for 60 seconds. So you know in your mind that, hey, all I have to do is sit for one, it's literally just one minute I have to sit for. That's all I have to do? All right, I can do that. I can do that. And so what you're doing is you're just making it as easy as possible to convince yourself to sit down and meditate. And if that's difficult, just tell yourself in your mind that you're just going to sit down. Tell yourself in your mind, okay, you know what, today I had a rough day. I'm just going to sit down. I'm not going to practice. And what you'll find is as soon as you sit down, you're now willing to meditate. And that the real problem was just you taking that initial action. Okay, so you're lowering the resistance as low as possible. You're starting small, and then you can build from there. And within a week of doing that, you feel comfortable. You feel like I can meditate for two or three minutes. And that might also not seem like anything special. But after another week, you can meditate for five, six, seven minutes. 
After another week, you're meditating for 10, 15 minutes. And then off from there, and then within a couple of months, you're, you're sitting down for a half hour or more at a time, and you know, your practice is consistent. Your practice is strong. And so that effort you put in at the beginning, it's, it's important. That's the most important thing. Okay, so don't worry about, I have to meditate for 20, 30 minutes to get any benefit. First of all, you don't. You can meditate for just a couple of minutes and get a great benefit from it. But also, the most important thing is developing a consistent practice. If your practice isn't consistent, if you don't make a daily habit out of it, it's very easy to fall off of your practice. And meditating for 60 seconds is a whole lot, a whole lot better than meditating for zero. So, yeah, 60-second jump start, point number four. Point number five Practice mindfulness in your daily life, not just when sitting in meditation. So maybe you didn't listen to last week's episode. Maybe you haven't really practiced mindfulness so much before. Maybe you have. Maybe you listened to that, that the episode, but you haven't really started your practice. Know that this is really the most important point. This is really the point that helps your practice more than anything. Because, like I said last week, the more often you practice, the more you're reminded to practice. It's really as simple as that. That's why the guided meditation from last week, going home, is so powerful. It's a practice in itself, such a beneficial one. But it also reminds you to be mindful for the rest of your day. So it's a really great practice that really is great for the same reasons that sitting in meditation practice uh, sitting in meditation is for a daily mindfulness practice, or a daily mindfulness practice is for sitting in meditation. They all help each other. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of synergy between the various different points. So practicing your daily life, not just when sitting in meditation. Now, for that, all you need to, to get started really is to, to just check out last week's episode. Episode number six, how to make mindfulness a way of life. And again, that'll help you start making that a reality. The seven points, that's a big effort in itself, but you can start small and just do a couple little things. You can just make it a point to be mindful when you take out the trash and when you go get the mail. Something simple like that. You walk mindfully when you take out the trash. You walk mindfully there and back when you get, grab your mail. Start with a couple simple practices and that will emphasize your daily sitting meditation practice. So again, you can start small and grow from there with your daily mindfulness practice, just like you can with your sitting meditation practice. And uh, also check out uh, my book, Zen for Everyday Life, which the podcast is titled after. That book is all about helping you make mindfulness a way of life through every, really every major everyday activity. Uh, so that's uh, worth checking out as well, if that's something that you're very interested in. So that really rounds out the five steps. So to run through them really quickly again, it's decide on a specific meditation schedule. So you have that time you're going to meditate. Create a dedicated meditation space. So now you have the exact space with which you're going to meditate. Okay, so you have the chronological space and the physical space. And you know to keep it simple, you know what you're doing each time you sit down to practice. And it's a very simple practice. You know how long you're practicing. It's a short practice that's easy to do, low resistance. Okay, start small and build from there. And then you practice also throughout your daily life. You just make the effort to be mindful a couple little points in your day. And again, starting small there and building uh, and bu starting small and building from there uh, as well. So, uh, and also I want to make sure to mention again that really that last point helped me more than anything else. So really just, just keep that in mind. Uh, if you focus on anything specifically, most of these points are, are really easy to get to. I mean, you can do 
I mean, one through four can be decided right now. Decide when you're going to sit and meditate. Decide where that space is. Practice mindfulness of breath. Meditate for 60 seconds for, let's say, the first week, and you're done. That could take all but 60 seconds to do. Very quick. And so the primary effort from there is to just stick with with your meditation practice and then to start working on making, bringing mindfulness into your daily life in a few simple ways. So really the effort is very simple. Sometimes sitting in meditation could be really difficult depending on how our day was, depending on how our mind just decides to be for that day. And making mindfulness a way of life can be a really big effort. Like I said last week, it's definitely the the most difficult thing that I try to do. Adding a few simple practices to your day is really simple. But really making mindfulness a way of life, really living every moment in mindfulness, that's a huge effort. Uh, but again, it's a very simple effort. And doing a little bit more is very easy and will help your practice quite a bit. So there you have it, the five tools and the five steps to start your home meditation practice. With these two areas, with these two sets of five points in place, uh, along with this week's guided meditation of Zazen, the Zen practice of sitting meditation, as well as the how to meditate for beginner's guide that I mentioned, you've literally got everything that you need to get started meditating today. I mean, really, there's there's nothing keeping you from starting a strong, consistent practice right now, this very instant. You could take a couple of minutes, decide on your meditation schedule, set up your space, and from there, you're pretty much set up. You could look through the guide a little bit, take that guided meditation, sit down, listen to it on, on your smartphone while you're sitting on meditate. That guided meditation will guide you through your first practice, and you go through it for as long as you can. The guided meditation is obviously longer than 60 seconds, but you go for however long you can, and then you turn it off. If you make it the whole way through, then uh, I'm extremely surprised. You did a whole lot better than I did at the beginning. So, <laughs> uh, Of course, if you've been meditating for a while, you'll have no problem making it through. Uh, it just all, all depends. And not only that, as I mentioned before, you're getting started the right way without wasting as much time as I did in the beginning you know, working to make it a daily habit or to improve and strengthen my practice. I definitely wasted a lot of time and effort and energy. And with these various different points and place and these resources, uh, this will help you do things in a much simpler, easier, and uh, better way than I was able to with my own practice. So meditation really helped change my life in many ways. In, in, in so many ways that I can really hardly describe in words. And so I just want to let you know that I'm excited to share this information with you so that you can do the same and to take advantage of it, to not pass this up. A regular, consistent sitting meditation practice, daily practice of sitting meditation is so important. Really, I do believe, just as Chodong Chungpa said, that it should be like brushing our teeth and taking a shower. It should be an activity that we do every day. It is just an activity that we do for our mental health. It's, it's so, there's so much more to that, but it's an activity that we do that is just it's a fundamental, it's fundamentally important to our well-being. So treat it with importance, follow these points, and you'll be able to get up and running with a strong, consistent daily meditation practice in no time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
how to create a home meditation practice. So we went through the five points, uh, the, the five tools or the five resources, and then the five steps to really making meditation into a daily habit. And then remember, there's also the guided meditation, Zen for Everyday Life, episode number nine, as well as the how to meditate for a beginner's guide on buddhaimonia.com that you guys can check out. So all the various different resources that you have at hand in front of you will help you create, help you start your home meditation practice the right way. And I wanted to thank audible.com once again. Uh, you can get a free audiobook as well as a 30-day free trial by going to buddhaimonia.com slash audible. They have so many of my favorite books of all time, including The Way of Zen, by Alan Watts. That's a really great one. Uh, and then The Miracle of Mindfulness by Thich Nhat Hanh and Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind by Shunryu Suzuki. Uh, I love that one so much. That one's actually read by Peter Coyote, who's got such a great voice. Uh, so I definitely suggest checking that one out. Uh, I absolutely love listening to audiobooks. Uh, I listen almost daily in my car and Audible is what I use. So you can go to bodaimonia.com slash audible to get your free audiobook. And thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. And uh, also, if you'd like to get more, check out the Buddhaimonia blog at buddhaimonia.com. That's the word Buddha and the letters I-M-O-N-I-A.com. And join the newsletter on the blog at buddhaimonia.com slash newsletter. And with that, you can get my new posts and podcast episodes sent straight to your inbox. So thank you again for listening. And remember to check out this week's guided meditation. Episode number nine, Zazen, the basic Zen form of sitting meditation. You can take that guided meditation, take all these points. You can literally sit down in your first session and use that guided meditation for as long as you'd like to use it. It's free for you to use. So thank you so much again for listening in to this week's episode. Uh, I appreciate this time that we have together, this special little space uh, in each of our days. And I hope you've gotten a lot of value from this week's episode and from the episodes past. I've definitely got a lot of great episodes to come. So thank you again for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Peace.